Welcome to the Basketball Update. I'm your host, Adam Nazarelli. This is the update for October 4th, 2021. It's a new season in the NBA and the second season of TBU. Time really does fly. Today's show will be a quick update on current events with our next episode on October 18th taking us into full swing again. And the first big news story since our last episode, which was mid-August, is COVID vaccinations in the NBA. So a few players have been kind of part of a vocal minority of essentially not electing to take this COVID vaccination shot. Andrew Wiggins, one of them, has stated, Back is definitely against the wall. Just going to keep fighting for what I believe. What's right to one person isn't right to the other, you know. Vice versa. He said that on the Warriors Media Day. Another player, Bradley Beal, says, I would like an explanation to, you know, people with vaccines. Why are they still getting COVID? Beal asked Monday during the Wizards media day. If that's something we're supposed to be highly protected from, like it's funny that it only reduces your chances of going to the hospital. It doesn't eliminate anybody from getting COVID, right? You know, why he said he was unvaccinated, he said, was private. And then lastly, we have, you know, another big name star, Kyrie Irving from the Brooklyn Nets who, according to multiple league sources, has yet to receive a vaccine shot. Both the Nets and a spokeswoman for Irving declined to comment on the record about Irving's vaccination status, but Brooklyn Nets general manager Sean Marks was asked during a news conference on Tuesday whether New York's mandate could sideline any of his team's players. So out of these three players, Andrew Wiggins has since actually elected to take the vaccine. He could actually start on October 13th, when the San Francisco Department of Public Health begins requiring proof of vaccination for large indoor events. Whether Kyrie Irving or Bradley Beal end up taking the COVID-19 shot really has pretty consequential effects for them. It's been reported that roughly 90% of players in the NBA have taken this vaccine dose, and them not electing to could really affect their paychecks and their team's performance, right? I mean, these are two superstar-level players. You know, in the case of Kyrie Irving, if he needs proof of vaccination in Brooklyn, in his home court, he won't be able to play home games. And then the re- the, the other 41 games in the season, you know, it's really going to be 50-50 on whether he, he can actually play in those stadiums too, because some of those stadiums will have proof of vaccination as well. So, you know, the league is making this really tricky on these unvaccinated players, and we'll actually have to see how this ends up playing out. I'm sure the majority of players, I mean, in that 10% who are unvaccinated currently, um, you know, are just waiting to meet up with their teams, or I'm sure they have some reasons where they're going to get their first dose and second dose eventually. And that's something we're going to keep in, in mind for this season. And we just like to keep note that the vaccines that have been approved for use in the United States and Canada are effective at reducing COVID cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. And at time of recording, around 240 million people have received at least one dose of a COVID vaccine in Canada and the United States. Now, the second kind of saga that has been going on throughout this offseason is the Ben Simmons trade. You know, Ben Simmons, just dating back, I guess, for people maybe not aware, earlier in last season when James Harden elected to not play for the Houston Rockets and was sitting in and out of games and kind of deciding to not want to be on that team anymore in kind of a rebuilding phase, kind of the the two teams that were kind of in contention to signing James Harden were the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers. They both had pieces that kind of interested the Houston Rockets for a rebuild, and they both had the salary cap space. And Ben Simmons would have been the main kind of trade block in that trade to Houston. 
And the front office knew, media knew, kind of everybody, including Ben Simmons, knew that if that trade went through, Ben Simmons was going was gonna to be the guy to go to Houston. You know, of course, that trade didn't go through. James Harden went to Brooklyn. But I think that it's kind of been in his mind that he's been sort of a an expendable resource for the Sixers front office. And then, you know, moving forward six, seven months, it's the 2020-2021 NBA playoffs. You know, Ben Simmons just basically shits the bed, for lack of a better word. High turnovers, no tenacity, just completely timid on the court. And that kind of all culminated in that game seven against the Hawks, where he just couldn't get anything going. Um, you know, late in the game, he 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 gives up, you know, he he attempts a layup in, instead of a free dunk that kind of would have would have put the if I'm remembering correctly, would have put the Sixers in a lead or, or a good position to kind of make a run to come back. And they eventually ended up losing that game. So a few weeks later, Ben Simmons formally requests a trade at the NBA Combine in Chicago, you know, right after the Sixers fell to the Hawks there, right? So the question kind of is, you know, where does the organization go from here? And when does, where does Ben Simmons go from here? From the 76ers standpoint, they don't really have leverage because the league knows Simmons wants to leave, but on his end, uh, his, his reputation is really at an all-time low. Only teams that kind of need a massive shakeup would be in the market for him, and there's really no reason for them to not hold out because, you know, they're already in kind of a position where, you know, they might be in a poor position next year or kind of a fringe contender. Ben Simmons kind of wouldn't push the needle at all next year, but maybe in future years. So, and then on the Sixers standpoint, you know, this is kind of a big turning point for the franchise. Uh, you know, they've been expected to perform for a few years now, and they've just never really gotten anything going, you know, dating back to that Jimmy Butler year, you know, three, four years ago, you know, a few years after that last year where they really had a clear cut path to at least the Eastern Conference Finals, and they fumbled it, right? So with the team's internal turmoil, you know, it's kind of looking to spell out another disappointing season. But we'll keep up, Pete. We'll keep everyone updated for this Ben Simmons trade. I'm sure it's going to happen. You know, within the next month or two, because you can't just have a player like him sitting on the bench doing nothing. So that's the update. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Adam Nazarelli. You can find the show notes at tbu.ffmi.ca. We don't pay for any marketing, so we really rely on word of mouth to spread the show around. If you like the show, we'd appreciate it if you let your friends know about it as well. Thanks to Chesterfield for our new music. The Basketball Update is produced in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan by Jacob Gazella in association with Forest Friends Media. Our next episode will be Monday, October 18th. Thanks for listening. <laughs>